Hi, Shashant. Hi, sir. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm, I'm doing well. I'm perfectly fine over here. What about you? How's the quarantine going for you? It's going all right. Um, busy with work. So it's okay. Not much time to chill. But yeah. What about you? How's France? How's everything? Things have opened up, right? Yeah, yeah, certainly things have opened up, but again, um, it was it was so very normal that people like actually been going out on the beaches and all. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's the summer holiday, so people uh, people people over here love the sun a lot. So mm-hmm. they've been going out, but unfortunately, recently, like last week, we came up uh, we came up with the news saying that uh, apparently a second wave might possibly hit France again. So no. yeah, I mean. Things have opened up, but uh, I, I fear a second wave might hit us soon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, in terms of work, things must, must be, you know, rising like mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things are things are off and running. Uh, all the workplaces have been opened up, and everything is everything seems to be just normal. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's how about it is. But we just have to be caution. You know, we have yeah. to be cautioning ourselves. Let's see how things go ahead. Right. But yeah, everything's everything's super normal over here. Right. And what about the esports? Um, that must have exploded. I'm I'm sure. I mean, esports has been uh, exploding for the last ten, fifteen years. But uh, especially during the lockdown. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I can't stress this topic a lot enough. You know, because. Uh, it's it's esport has probably got something like uh, a blessing in disguise, maybe because of Corona. Mm-hmm. Right. Because because apparently all the sports events were shut, and apparently it was probably the esports and the online platforms that flourished like none other. Sure. So yeah, esports esports has been the big thing as of in Corona. Mm-hmm. How much has it impacted it as compared to um, you know the outdoor outdoor sports? Um, now let's say that uh, every every other sports every other sport is basically an event. Mm-hmm. So of course the sport event has been hit hard, and uh, and when it comes to esports, esports is the only thing regarding the sports thing that has been like kept live, and it just it just went kaboom. Sure. Uh, but now just to give you a small details on say how exactly the esport exploded was uh, uh, given the initial exploits in the first quarter for esports the the global video market is forecasted to be around 159 billion in 2020 that's massive i mean uh, just to give you a gist of how big that number is uh, it's somewhere around four times the box office revenues, and also it's somewhere around three times the music industry revenues. This is how much esport has crossed oh. over by the uh, by by 2020, and the year is not finished yet. So everything's going to be going a lot more. I mean, it's just a peak. It's just going to go in the peak direction. And talk, talking about the revenues, uh, Asia Pacific uh, is the biggest market with almost 50% of the games market by value over there. Mm-hmm. So no wonder you have countries like India, you have Pakistan, you have Bangladesh, you have you have you have densely populated countries over there, and we can clearly see why esports and then Corona, everything is just falling into the right place, and Asia Pacific is actually uh, crossing a lot when it comes to revenues, basically. Sure. So that's how esports scenario has been. Sure, sure, that's um, incredible to hear. Um, yeah, when you mentioned um, it's just gonna grow. 
we have the big launch in November. Uh, it's in September, by the way. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's going to explode. I mean, that's going to be incredible as well. After how many years? 10 years? I, I don't even remember. But yeah, that's going to be huge, the PS5. Yeah, if I, if I'm not mistaken, the if you were mentioning about the PS5, if it was uh, it was revealed to the audience, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean I may be wrong over there. It's somewhere on November or September is when right, right, right. it might be out for sale. But yeah, the PS5 has been launched, and the new cool design of the console is something, and everyone wants to get their hands on. So mm-hmm. yeah, let's see. Sure, sure. So all right, uh, you spoke about. Esports in general. Talk to us about India. What's the scene in India? Uh, so when when you talk about esports in India, I mean it's certainly something very new. Mm-hmm. But let's just let's just go back a few years. Uh, for example, a 24 year old Tirth uh, Mehta. I'm not sure if you know if you have ever heard of this guy or not. But he's basically a guy from Gujarat. Mm-hmm. Uh, he apparently created history by winning the country's first ever esports medal at Asian Games 2018. Now, this is not even something which is uh, going back decades or something like that. It's just a couple of years from now. And uh, no one really knows much about it. Uh, apparently, he came uh, third winning the bronze medal in the collectible card-based video game, which is called as Hearthstone. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, it really started right over there. Knowing that, okay, now you of course, if 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 any Indian athlete wants wins a medal at a global uh, competition, it's certainly worth watching and giving attention to. Mm-hmm. But I but I doubted like if many even came to know that uh, esports was basically played in the Asian Games as well. Mm-hmm. So really, it it all started going like that for India and. Uh, uh, if if you talk about esports, what you figure out in mind is, is it's, it's a fancy, comfortable chair, a big PC screen, and top end uh, configurations and stuff. But but in India, I don't think that's certainly the case. In a country like India, having a mobile phone, maybe with a pair of earpiece and a talcum powder, is probably going to be the setup for many. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where PUBG Mobile comes into play. Um, uh, there, there, there has been a major gap between PC and mobile platforms in India, especially. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's around 80% of the eSports players in India they 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 they, they play on mobile phones, uh-huh. and uh, and and yeah, that's how big the gap has been for PC as compared to the mobile phone market, especially in India, and. Talking a bit more about it, uh, uh, talking about the gap, say, uh, you have around 5 to 10K max concurrent use for PC sports in India. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, uh, just to give an idea, uh, a couple of days ago, a uh, mortal basically, mm-hmm. uh, Naman Mathur is the guy's name. He's apparently a very big, famous PUBG mobile player. He was the one who started uh, streaming PUBG mobile in India. He, yeah. was a, he was one of the very first ones. Uh, just a couple of days ago, while I was actually watching his stream, he hit around 275,000 concurrent views. So that's basically the record. Yeah. So wow. that's, that, that shows you how, how diverse the, or how different is the esports scenario in India, where you have 5 to 10K max concurrent views for PC games. Mm-hmm. But on a mobile phone, a guy is getting somewhere close to 300 concurrent views. So that's, 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 that's really massive, right? 
So that's 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 how it has been. Uh, whereas whereas talking about a general esport, not just PUBG and a mobile game. Uh, lately, Acer has been the market leader in PC games in India. I mean, every yeah. every year they organize Asia's biggest esports tournament, known as the Acer Predator Gaming Leagues as well. Mm-hmm. And that's certainly gonna keep going, keep going. But given that PUBG Mobile came to a rise, um, I think many other games are also be going to be, you know, grossing uh, up a lot in the market. And that's what Acer has been doing. They have been trying to capitalize this market in India. Sure. Sure, that's uh, wonderful to hear. And uh, when you mentioned two hundred seventy-five thousand, um, that's huge. I mean, um, the Instagram live streams of you know, let's say I won't call them real sports, but I'll say physical sports like uh, tennis. The world number one tennis player Novak Djokovic, he his live had like ten thousand people. So this is like what 20 times that yeah yeah exactly i mean it it also probably comes down to we guys living in a country where you know we have a population of 1.3 billion right so and almost it it is said that every one person uh amongst three to four people in india plays pubg so Mm -hmm. that's how major the audience size is over there in india yeah definitely i mean uh you don't need to be blind to see. I mean, uh, even when, uh, you know, before the lockdown, we used to work out in the gym. And then after, uh, you know, the workout, we go to the locker room and then you see like three people sitting in the locker room and then they're playing uh, PUBG, like after the workout. It's like, like wherever you look, there's someone playing PUBG. That's unbelievable. Of course, of course, of course. I mean... Uh, given the fact that the game has grossed so much over just a couple of years, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's incredible because in India you apparently had the CS, you had FIFA, you have Call of Duty, but none of them actually uh, got the attention of the audience. Uh, say Fortnite is something which is played a lot in the developed countries where esports is a big market, yeah. but something like Fortnite and Call of Duty never. Never, never shown that much in India, but but when it came to PUBG Mobile, just maybe because it was so accessible to the crowd, so accessible to the audience, I think everyone just fell in love with the game. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, um, what what exactly is the difference between esports in India and then uh, as compared to the rest of the world, like USA, Europe? How different is it? Like, is it just okay. the consoles or, um, of course, I know uh, probably in the US they play a lot more of uh, Fortnite, but uh, what, what what exactly is the difference? Um, I would, uh, I mean, it's, it's actually a very vast concept when you say, you know, what exactly might the difference be? But according to me, um, I believe that uh, a country like India, a cultural country like India and many other developing countries uh, similar to India, they tend to adopt uh, the eSport or the Gen X culture, you know, a little later than the developed countries like America. And uh, that's that's what I think is, uh, I, I won't say an issue, but it can be a hurdle to pass on because uh, apparently you can't expect in a country like India that uh, people are going to have a top-end uh, laptop or a tap-on gaming PC. 
and then you need a lot of other gadgets associated with it so that's not really going to happen with every other person in india and especially india is a country which comes with such a cultural background that apparently uh many are even afraid to play games right in front of their parents i was one of the kids who who would actually you know take take some time out of my studies you know i would probably hit my targets and then i'll say okay mom i'm probably going to play my game yeah. and she'll be like okay you have just one hour to do that so mm-hmm. that's that's really like the cultural background is probably the main hurdle i would say when it comes mm-hmm. to comparing india with other developed countries mm-hmm. um uh, same time taking it to a uh taking it to a little uh, major level i'll i'll, I'll uh, let you know an issue that happened uh that should clearly give an idea how different uh, is india when it compares to the other developed countries when when you talk about esports sure. uh, a couple of years ago uh, uh a few of the teams from india uh, the pubg teams from india they had actually qualified for the uh, club open competition that was supposed to be held in berlin uh apparently uh all the all these teams uh, team seoul team mind and the indian tigers these team did apply for a visa mm-hmm. but uh, unfortunately uh, the teams did not get a visa and hence uh, they were not able to go to berlin just to attend a competition so that's that's how big a drawback it could be for you know uh, something new that's coming up in india and so so the teams had actually had to play on higher pings as compared to the other teams in the same competition as they were not able to go they were not able to uh play right over there on their server they had to stay in india and then compete in the competition mm-hmm. so it it was a shame that they did not have the international exposure that they once dreamed of before getting into the tournament yeah. and that's i mean at times i feel the community is a bit influenced by the stereotypes uh i guess as well which hinders kind of the growth of talents because uh in developing countries uh you rather want to be you would rather want to be an engineer an architect a doctor yeah. but investing your time in esports it's something new but i'm pretty sure the country is evolving mm-hmm. and sooner down the line it's 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 actually going to open even eventually more and more doors for such uh, creative or else a pragmatic field as well mm-hmm. sure sure and uh, yeah definitely now that you mention it uh, um definitely the players in um, europe or america have the flexibility to spend more time on these games than the indian kids do i'm pretty sure 99.99% of the parents will not let their kids um, you know sit in front of the television to play their uh, esports to play the video games for more than an hour of max to max two a day that is being a lenient parent uh, my parents didn't let me play till the weekend so i'm sure things have changed a bit but uh, yeah there there'll definitely be a skill set difference right of course of course there of course is a skill set difference because when you talk about a professional esports athlete uh, on an average uh, according to my according to my views what i've seen is people tend the professional at least tend to play 6 to 8 hours a day at least mm-hmm. some of them actually spend 12 hours a day as, as well so uh, okay having having so much of liberty in india with your parents around it's certainly going to be a tough ask right so yeah i mean 
uh, when it comes to the skill set, yes, of course, you need a whole lot of practice to become a very, very professional player. Uh, but at the same time, like I mentioned earlier, India is actually uh, not a market that has flourished a lot with PC games. And apparently the developed countries, uh, they would always prefer to have a PC version of a game rather than playing it on a mobile phone. Yeah. So that's that's like two things you know uh crossing each other even though even though we might not have a lot of time to invest on our pcs but at the same time the other audience over there they are actually not much into mobile games so so as simple as that the uh, skill set when it comes to the pc players in india is somewhat a little bit inferior as compared to the developed country players mm-hmm. but yeah when it comes to the mobile version um uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure the team, the Indian teams right now are definitely giving a run for the money for the teams from developed nations over there. Wow, that's, that's incredible. That's incredible. So, um, I was doing my research a bit and there in, uh, I mean, abroad, there's, you know, a huge scope when it comes to eSport, you know, there's commentators, there's streamers, there's, you know, players, teams, you know, organizations. Mm-hmm. How is it in India? Do you think there's a lot of scope uh, with all this? Uh, I will say the scope is actually going going just way uphill. Uh, for example, uh, let's let's talk first about the players now. Now, uh, a few years ago, say two to three years ago, when PUBG Mobile wasn't there, uh, there was there was uh, never uh, a history in Indian uh, community where a person would probably stream his game. So a streaming was basically a new concept that the Indian audience came uh, came up with. Uh, I mean, I'll say the PUBG Mobile basically came up with a new idea for the Indian audience uh, to do something with it, because apparently till now it was only. Uh, the ninjas and the shrouds that uh, the Indian audience would actually look up to, mm-hmm. but then uh, eventually it started. It started slowly, slowly. Uh, that even the players in India uh, they started streaming a lot. So it actually gave birth to a new profession altogether. And yeah. now, if you see every other major esport player in India, definitely streams. So. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it not only gave birth to a new profession over there, but now that you have so many professional players, you have so many streamers out there, they of course would want to compete in a tournament. Now, when you have a tournament coming up, of course you will want to need uh, casters and commentators. Of course, uh, we live in such diversified uh, country where you know you have so many different languages. Uh, having an English commentator is probably not uh, it might probably not be the fan favorite, but having a Hindi commentator is of course going to be mm. uh, going to be something in Indian people would of course love to have one. So when, now when it comes to casters thing, uh, apparently there have been a lot of lot of casters coming up. Uh, in fact, apparently a few of them have actually been professional players as well. So they do know the game, they do understand the game, and now they are commentating for 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 the youth, which are which is currently playing in front of their eyes. Uh, just to name a few casters in India, as of now you have Ocean Sharma, you have Ketan Patel. Uh, they have they have been doing stupendous jobs, and when I say they have been doing really really good jobs, they often tend to get uh, praise from the English commentators as well, saying that okay, 
uh, a, a, a guy named Ocean Sharma is coming up with a big smile. He is the god of predict. He is the god of predictions when it comes to esports and all. So you certainly see that not only the players, not only the streamers are coming up, but but there are so many other opportunities in the esports field, and so are the casters actually coming up with it. So I won't say there's a lot of them right now, but in coming years, I won't be surprised if. India becomes the next China in terms of esports market. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Um. Talk to us about the brands. How are brands uh, looking at uh, streaming in India? Are they getting involved? Uh. When you talk about brands, uh, I, I would say that. Uh, in terms of sponsors and advertisement. Yeah. 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 Of course. Of course. Of course. Uh. Uh, for for example, uh, uh, when you come to advertising such stuff, of course you have so many major sponsors. You have uh, Acer coming up with their own league, like I said a little while ago. Yeah. You have Nvidia coming up with the major sponsors over there in a lot of uh, other tournaments as well. You have Mountain Dew coming up with for the PUBG Mobile sponsors. But at the same time, uh, not just corporate sponsors, but at the mm-hmm. same time, you have a lot of international esports organization basically investing into indian teams mm-hmm. uh, for me more than corporate sponsors those are the brands that i would say that they they are capturing the market uh, more than any other uh, brand or any other industry sponsors mm-hmm. for example you have uh, a tsm entity uh, it's a pubg team basically and it's 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 really the most fan favorite team in india as of now Mm-hmm. So Entity Gaming was an Indian team, and TSM is basically a U.S. Uh, esports organization. Now they have clubbed together to form a TSM Entity team that is currently uh, representing India in the PUBG Mobile World League as of now, which is going as we speak. And at the same time, we also have uh, Nova, which is another esports major organization. Now they have recently acquired the roster for Team Godlike as well. So. Mm-hmm. There have certainly been major esports organizations wanting to take up the rosters for the Indian teams, making sure that the Indian players are given more exposure to the international tournaments at the same time as well. And when I say when I talk about TSM or Nova, you also have to you also have to speak about Fnatic because uh, I guess of all this brand that I've mentioned now, Fnatic is probably doing the the best job in india for me because not only they do have their own uh, pubg mobile team mm-hmm. but at the same time uh, fanatic has also come up with this uh, new project which is called as rising players mm-hmm. so apparently apparently the goal of the organization is to find uh, the amateur players or the professional players who are actually not able to uh, not able to showcase their skills on a highest platform. So they are the ones who are scouting for the real talents in India as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, more than corporate sponsors, I would say it's more of the esports brands that are investing in India heavily uh, recently. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So I had a friend who is, um, I know FIFA is completely different, um, PUBG completely different game and uh, different market altogether. He had to give up uh, FIFA, even though he was winning each and every weekend tournament that was in Bangalore, you know, picking up a good 20k every weekend and almost every weekend. And he had to give up um, FIFA for higher studies and 
you know, to pursue, uh, what can you say, a real job. What's the scene right now? Can people, can players actually pursue it post their education or is it still at a really uh, nascent stage that uh, you still need to balance probably with another job to, you know, make uh, your ends meet? That's actually a very, very good telling question because uh, when you speak about the education and, uh, you know, following your passion, if that could be esports, it's actually kind of a mixed bag goodie, you know, because uh, you would of course want to have a steady income. Like you said, your friend did win the competitions on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. But, but we have been brought up in a culture where you, of course, need to have a steady income for your livelihood and esports at times is probably not the right option that many might think is the one that can often generate revenues for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but when you mentioned FIFA now, like I said, it's, it's, it's a game that is not only played on PC, but it's played on console. So now mm-hmm. that, now that the game is played on console, it even goes down to a super niche market in India because you have majority of the mobile game players, then you have the PC players, and then you have a few of the console players in India. So, 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 so when you talk about esports and uh, a platform where you know you don't have a lot of uh, competitions or a market to flourish in, it's of course going to be difficult. Uh, but at the same time, I would also say that there have been many esports professionals recently in India uh, who have not only been graduates, uh, who have not only been pursuing studies as of now, uh, while at simultaneously they have been playing esports tournaments as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example. Uh, uh, a super senior in my college uh, named Siddharth. Apparently, he's he's famous in India uh, with the name Ghatak, which is his gamer tag. So yeah. apparently, he was a super senior in my college. And uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he would be somewhere around 30 to 35 years of age, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but apparently, he is a married guy. Uh, he He's a professional photographer and an engineer. Mm-hmm. Now, this guy is famous in India with the name with his game attack, that is Ghatak, and he apparently is the coach of TSM entity. So, sure. so when you talk about education and esports, it's something. Of course, uh, they are they're probably both the wrong ends of a thread. But at the same time, it's equally important to balance out, especially if you're living in India, because uh, if if you're gonna if you're gonna get into an industry where which is not flourishing a lot, and it comes to the consoles and the PC games. Mm-hmm. Uh, things are of course going to be difficult, but uh, yeah, lately, like I said, I have seen many of the players who are actually uh, going ahead with their academics while they're also pursuing esports as well, which is of course a difficult task to manage, but yeah, that's how the case has been in India. Sure. All right. So, okay, we did speak about the career. Uh, now, why don't you share with the listeners some of the different ways these esports players um, make some money like do they have to win tournaments of course they do make money streaming but uh, are there some other ways they can uh, you know start making some good money of course of course i mean uh, uh, when you when you talk about esports you have lots of revenues being generated recently and like as uh, like you mentioned uh, streaming is actually the best platform where you are able to donate to your favorite eSport team or you're able to donate or pitch in a few money or you support basically to your favorite player. 
but at the same time uh, the tournament prizes are actually uh, uh, they they actually comprise of a massive massive share when it comes to earnings especially in india for example the the pmi tournament which happened recently in india the pmi pubg mobile india series 2020 uh, now the first place prize pool for that uh, particular competition was 20 lakhs the second place was 5 lakhs and uh, the third place was 3 lakhs now that's not even uh, the that's and and when you compare that prize pool with the acer predator league uh, it apparently had just 15 lakhs the the entire prize pool so of course if you are into the right domain you have competitions to play with that is going to support you financially and at the same time uh, many of them are actually looking for corporate sponsors as well so uh, i think streaming uh, revenue generation through corporate sponsors and tournaments is, is the only three things in india that uh, you can potentially generate revenues with mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right and um... yeah when it comes to streaming i've heard of i've heard of twitch i've heard of facebook gaming um does uh, india have any streaming services of their own uh i i i'm in uh, in india the the thing is that uh, the most flourished games are basically mobile games Sure. And if you have to see mobile games, Twitch oh, yeah. and Twitch is probably not the right or the preferred platform because Twitch is completely based uh, or it completely caters to the PC game streams. Mm-hmm. So for India, it's more down to YouTube, mm-hmm. and those YouTube streams are further being shared on many of the Facebook groups in India. Right. And that's that's youtube is like the major platform in india because most of the audience over here are focused with mobile games and apparently that is the only platform as of now that you can share your streams on mhm mhm sure sure all right so talk to us about your company what exactly is the platform uh so basically i work for a uk based company the uh, it's it's called as espo e s p o it's it's a unique platform that we are generating and uh, and when i say unique uh, i would definitely like to explain it with a little detail why because we just had a word regarding you know which platforms and on where you can stream your games and stuff sure uh, so when you generate revenues for esport players uh, it's basically streaming and where people can pitch in or support you with with their funds or with with a um, minimal amount of uh, money as well but uh, what happens is uh, there is no proper uh, fan engagement happening for the players with the fans for whom they support basically and at the same time uh, when you talk about sponsors uh, there is no specific platform as of such where uh, even a very good professional player might be able to pitch his skills to get corporate sponsors on board mm-hmm. so that's where espo comes in that's where our company comes into play so basically espo is a fan engagement platform that will reward the collaborations between uh, world class espo teams players fans and corporate sponsors 
Now, now what we aim to do is we want to transform the way uh, that the world-class eSport teams and players and fans and sponsors, uh, they collaborate with each other. You know, uh, we, want, we want an engagement to happen amongst themselves. So what, what basically you would be doing on a platform is uh, a, player, uh, a player or a fan of a particular team would be able to invest or would be able to support his favorite professional team's campaign. And in Britain, uh, the fan is assured of a share of the tournament prize money that the team wins. So now it's not just about you supporting the team, but at the same time, it's also about you benefiting from the team as well. Mm -hmm. So along with that, you shall be also having access to various different perks as well. Uh, that those perks should of course be uh, should of course be uh, different as as per the team that you are uh, supporting to. Mm -hmm. So they shall have different campaigns. So will you will be you will be able to have you'll be able to be having access to different perks. For example, uh, you never you you might you never know you might possibly be able to meet those players, or else you might possibly be having access to their official merchandise, or at the same time you might also be live on their stream, might be playing a game with them. But those are the different perks that you also will be having an access to. So that's how an engagement platform we are trying to build as of now. Interesante. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, when you mentioned fans, um, you know, investing in their players, is there some amount of accountability? Like um, when the fans do donate and uh in terms of your platform you know they make uh, the payments and then uh, when you mentioned that they may get a share of the players earnings is there some sort of accountability to it or are you just taking a risk as a fan of course not uh, uh to be frank uh, when when you when you pitch in a few amount of money from from uh, when, when a fan is able to pitch a few amount of money to his favorite team, he in turn also apparently will be uh, getting EXPs, which are, e, uh, which those are the points that he will be able to redeem later on. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's basically uh, a system where you show your loyalty for your particular team mm -hmm. on a particular platform. And that will definitely be keeping an accountability with but when you talk about uh, having having in returns from the team's price money share, that also depends on teams differently because every team would be wanting to have a different price money share put up for the fans. While a team might probably be performing exceptionally well in a tournament and might be able to give back to the fans a lot more than they had been promised for. So that's how it's going to be. Interesting. Interesting. That's cool. That's cool. So uh, what is uh, your work then? Uh, so basically, I am the head of PUBG Mobile uh, in Ishpo, and I basically head the team uh, for uh, uh, for for carrying out our business dev targets as of now. When it comes to the PUBG Mobile, and similarly, along with me, there are other major esport game vertical heads as well. Mm -hmm. So our job is as of now doing the market research carrying out the best dev targets, getting in touch with as many people as possible who share the similar interest, who like the idea of eSport, what eSport is doing, as well as uh, we recently have uh, signed a few partnership deals with a few major eSport organizations as well. Mm -hmm. And one of the, we're talking about PUBG because that is what I had, uh, we have recently signed an agreement with one of the teams playing in the World League as well. Wow. Uh, so that shall be disclosed soon. 
and uh, the and the listeners and the readers of ESPO will have to wait a few days more. Uh, but yeah, within a span of a week or two from now, you should be able to hear major news from our end as well. Incredible, incredible. So, to the listeners who want to get in touch with your organization or who want to get in touch with you, where can they find out more about your company and you? Uh, the best way to get in touch with uh, us is uh, us will be on the website. Uh, it's pretty simple. It's uh, ESPO.io. You can definitely pay a visit to our websites and pre-register on our website uh, just to be notified about our further updates when it comes to right from announcing a particular team to announcing your favorite team's campaign as well as uh, various different perks that eSport will be offering to the fans as well. So you can definitely hop on to our website eSport.io and uh, go pre-register over there. Perfect, perfect. And uh, where can they get in touch with you? Your Instagram handle? Or oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, can, you can definitely uh, search for Sushant Bostekar on uh, LinkedIn. You should definitely be able to find me right over there because I have a little bit of a peculiar surname. So <laughs> you should definitely be able to find me over there straight away. And uh, my Instagram, Instagram handle is again the same, Sushant underscore Bostekar. Perfect, perfect. So we'll have the links to all the handles the website as well as Sushant's um, email or Instagram and you guys can follow him there and find out more about his journey and as well as Espo. So yeah, Sushant, thank you so much, man. Really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, sir. It was wonderful talking with you and so glad to have been able to have a, such a wonderful conversation with you over this platform. Thank you. Sir. Thanks a lot. Likewise, we've learned a lot. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. See you. Bye-bye.